Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passion, and their pursuit toward happiness. I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and my passion is finding these fired up people and having them share their stories in hopes to light a passionate fire within. I'm super stoked about today's guest. Um, we met through the comments off of someone else's post in one of the most engaging and inspirational Facebook groups called the Asian Hustle Network. And it's crazy how common it's becoming, you know, making friends virtually this way. And I can't even imagine what the future metaverse has in store for us socially and um, for business. So it's super exciting stuff. You may want to get a notebook and a pen, you know, take some notes because I know this man is going to drop some value bombs on you today. And he is one of the best network marketers I've ever met. So with that being said, please give a warm welcome to James Zang. What's up, everybody? And I call my listeners, and you guys will be honorers well, too, Warriors. So I always start, what's up, Warriors? Glad to meet you. Glad to see you. Bev, it's an honor. Um, I feel likewise to you as well, too. I know to put on a podcast of this caliber for the consistency of the amount of time that you've had, it takes a lot of leadership, vision, uh, energy, passion. You can't do this if you weren't passionate about it. So it's an honor to be on the stage. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you. And you know, I, I, we've been, I've been following you a lot uh, for quite some time now on social media. And I just learned so much from you. Like every day, just, you know, seeing you out there, just dropping value every single day to people. So I really thank you for that, James. Absolutely. Absolutely. And isn't that crazy? That's how the, metaver the metaverse works now, right? You could just learn so much from just gleaning from everybody. So likewise to you too. <laughs> yes. So before we get into, you know, everything, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Like where are you from and where did you grow up? Give us a little bit about your family. I, the best way to describe myself, Bev, is if you, if you looked up, I don't know if people still use Urban Dictionary. Do you remember Urban Dictionary and everything, <laughs> right? If you looked up Asian, or Chinese, like, and you would pick up a nerd with glasses that was just taking all the AP classes and was supposed to be a doctor, right? So that that was me. And I played piano and I played violin. Like, literally, I grew up the stereotypical Asian kid. Uh, was born in China, but raised in America. Um, I was a chubby kid. And maybe that's why I wanted to find confidence in something I could control, which was the grades. So um, I went to UC Berkeley. I was <laughs> not, not surprisingly studying biology. And I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And um, what got me to realize and kind of expand outwards is, and I think there's a lot of people like this these days, is, you know, success in life, it isn't found in school usually. Um, education formally doesn't lead to a life. And I, even though I looked good on paper, I felt really empty on the inside. I was shy. I was unconfident. Like I wanted to learn something about life. So I was looking for different skill sets, looking for different experiences, just wanted to be completely different from who I was, Bev. And um, that's what actually led me to my entrepreneurial journey accidentally, actually. That's cool. Like it, where exactly did you grow up? Or what, what I grew up say? in San Diego, San Diego. California. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much a Cali kid. <laughs> I should have guessed from your accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you have any brothers and sisters? I have one younger brother. Uh, he's probably like 20 months younger or something. We have a really small family. Um, I have 
one aunt, one uncle, two cousins over here. The rest, they're like in one city in China and we're kind of connected, but not really. So it's just our, our small family over here. That's cool. So your parents are still there in San Diego as They're well? still there. Okay. Everyone's still then in San Diego, actually. So it was one of my dreams. Now I'm in Northern California specifically, um, but our goal is to move down to San Diego at some point. So once we have kids, no kids yet, but it's a nice place. Yes, nice I, place. I remember I lived in Los Angeles for half my life. And mm. I just remember the Southern California um, summers. Yeah. I just love yeah. the summers in Southern California. We would go like dawn patrolling at beach hopping from LA down to San Diego and just spend a whole weekend doing that. It was so much fun. I remember so, those days. I need to do that. I know. <laughs> yeah. So James, from the moment I first met you, like I immediately liked you. I just knew, I just felt like you were so approachable and easy to talk to. And I just kind of wanted to share the audience, like our first interaction with each other. Yeah. I just thought you just stood out to me very unique because after, you know, like commenting on that person's post through the Facebook group, I got a, a message from you on um, Messenger. But, you know, I've gotten messages from random people before, but you stood out to me because your message was different. You sent me a video introduction message just saying, hi, I'm James, you know, like, but it was a video. And I just thought this guy is different. Like nobody sent me a video before. <laughs> so I just remember, like, I'm going to respond in a video, too, and see what happens. So that's how we met. And I just felt immediately connected with you that way because it was yeah. a different way of introducing each other through a digital, you know, space. It was just that was something new for me. And like energy attracts like energy because while I might do that, and especially if you're building a business online, find different ways to make yourself special, find ways to connect faster. Um, and video is a great way. Voice memos are awesome. And it's more convenient as well too. But what I was equally surprised by Bev is I shot a video memo, but what I was more surprised by was that you shot one back. Like that, <laughs> that means that we're on the same wavelength, right? Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well too. Just crazy how that works. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I just remember like ever since that, that day when we connected, we've kind of been friends ever since, you know, like we've totally. been following each other and, you know, connecting with each other. And I, I just love that. I just love meeting people that way now. And I love that you can do that now virtually with each other, yeah. with all the social media and this space. And if you're not taking advantage of that out there, like, I, I don't, you're missing out seriously. Man it's it's just night and day um you know we're, we're i'm in network marketing we'll, we'll get further into it of course but literally as we're talking right now i just got off of this epic training learning from people that made seven figures a month in network marketing and the biggest commonality that they're all talking about and this applies for every business out there these days is that if you're not on social media you're just going to be left behind it's just there, there's no way about it we have to adapt <laughs> yeah and I keep hearing about this metaverse, you know, forming, yeah. and uh, I don't even know what that is yet, but I'm sure my That's kids cool. will learn about it and teach me because <laughs> they learn so yeah. much faster than me. But yeah. yeah, so I wanted to ask you, you know, as a kid growing up, like when you were little, what, what did you dream about? Like, did you have any dreams about what you're going to be when you grew up? Like, what did you see yourself doing? It's an interesting question. Because I think many times when we answer that in our lives, whether it's a kid, but actually the, the, 
it makes sense when we're a kid that we'll answer answers that were given to us. Society expectations, parent expectations, right? Cultural expectations. So um, doctor, you know, that was like the thing to do. So I thought it was going to be an MD, MBA, MPA, just get all the letters of the alphabet type of thing. But on that note, you know, what's crazy is that the what's your dream question is it's one thing if you're trying to adopt someone else's dream when you're a kid. But I think the big, big debilitator for many of us in life is that we carry that same dream that we think is ours, but it really isn't ours into our, our, our adult years. You know, like it just gets crazy. Have you watched the movie Inception before? Inception. No, I... Oh, you gotta watch it. It's, I keep um, it's, hearing about this movie, and you'll love yes, it. I'll I'll you'll put it, it on my to watch list. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's by Christopher Nolan. He wrote the, he made the Dark Knight, right, the Batman movie, like these types of things. But the concept, and I won't ruin it, but basically, it's about planting dreams into others people's minds where they believe that they came up with it themselves. Oh, and interesting. So when yeah, I was growing up, I I had no idea why I wanted to be a doctor, but I just believed that it should be. And that changed later, of course, but that, that was my original dream. Okay. Um, did you ever have like one in the back that you thought about, but you didn't, you know, it didn't, have you ever thought about that? Like, let me think one that I thought about, what else did I want? That's a good question. Cause you know, when you're a kid, like you have imagination, you know, like there's yeah. always, like different I don't know, like for me, like when I was a kid, I yeah. wanted to be gem in the holograms, you know, like I wanted to be a pop star. Like yeah. but I wanted to be like, I even came up with my own band name. It was pizzazz yeah. after the, Dang, the lead singer ready. of the misfits. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Um, you know, I think one thing that would have been cool is like, I, what came to mind was like break dancing, you know, like <laughs> popping and stuff like that. I was so bad at it, but it'd be nice to be like a world-class dancer like that. <laughs> that's funny. That's, yeah. that's cool. When you're a kid, like, you know, you have all these like visions of doing stuff, but you forget, yeah. you know, like yeah. as you get set on your path growing up, like you, you start, yeah, you, you forget about all these little dreams that you may have had. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that's very interesting to hear. Break dancing. I never would have thought of that about you. have to draw a cartoon I, about that. I'm glad you asked a question. I'm actually going to do a, a little homework assignment and relive my childhood dreams. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. You got to like post some of that. Yeah. <laughs> possible. Yeah. Yep. So it, you went to Berkeley. UC Berkeley. UC Berkeley. And you studied biology there. Correct. So Correct. like when when was that moment that you decided that i don't want to be a doctor like what happened yeah. in your life that yeah. triggered that change yeah so 19 um i was looking for i was still studying biology i was a sophomore in college looking for work looking for experiences stumbled into network marketing which, which happened to be in health and wellness too which was great and uh started as a hobby but by the time that I was about to graduate and I had to make those decisions, right? The what do you do with the rest of your life decision? The time that I made a decision actually on not being a doctor, and I already had these entrepreneurial ideas now, and I started to realize, oh, I can think for myself. Oh, I don't have to be what my parents or society or culture says I can be, right? What do I want to be? How do I want to live? And the craziest thing, I don't know, do you, do you remember there was these companies like uh, Princeton Review or Kaplan, like these college prep course one, you know, classes and stuff yes. like that? 
So um, I was in a fraternity in college. I was the academic chair and I ran a, uh, a seminar done by Princeton Review. And the topic was how to interview for medical school admissions board type of thing. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just set it up. I wasn't expecting to learn anything, Bev. And what ended up happening, I was sitting there. And the proctor said something super simple, but for me, it was super profound. And I think for anybody with a dream, this is a good way to check it. And he said this, he said, the number one question I'm going to ask on the exam is going to be, or the interview is going to be, why do you want to be a doctor? Right? So it's like, duh, I'll give your answer. And he said this, he said, the way to answer that is not why do you want to be a doctor or why do you want to be X, Y, Z? Why do you need to be? Not want, but need. And that simple change of language lured me because I started to think to myself, I'm like, I don't have a need, you know, like it's not my dream passion. It's not my call. I wanted the white coat for prestige. I think it makes money. I think it looks like high, high class or something. Right. But besides that, it got me to start to think. And I realized that day I can achieve the things that I say that I want, not being a doctor. And if I don't need to be a doctor, I shouldn't because we need people that need to be doctors to be doctors, right? Like mm -hmm. I would not be a good doctor. Um, and that day I, I realized that was not it. And then I started to think for myself even further as well too. Wow. It's just crazy. Like what things are put in front of you that make you think that can really change yeah. your life forever. Like, yeah. I, I love hearing these triggering stories for, from people of, you yeah. know, that single thing that happened that really made a huge pivotal moment in your life. So yeah. from then on, like, how did you get introduced into the business? Yeah, were you so already? I was, I was already in at that time for maybe a year or two. It was my side hustle while I was going through school. I got introduced when I was 19. Um, I literally had no work experience. I was just looking for something. And in the older brother, one of my frat bros, he introduced me to my first network marketing venture. Um, and I thought it was a total scam, total pyramid. I told my friends not to join it, um, <laughs> but my friend was good at follow-up. And what ended up happening is he introduced me to someone that became my first mentor. And in my mind, I said, you know what? All I needed to see was that there was proof. All I needed to see that there was someone that had what I wanted and could show me how to do it because I didn't know that you could find mentors. And that's a really big part of how I go through life, grow through life and teach others as well to find mentors. But I found someone that was just like me, shy, became confident, unsuccessful, became successful. He was making six figures by the time that he was going to graduate from college and he dropped out his last quarter. I said, I don't exactly understand the business, but... I like this guy. And if I can get 10% as good as him, then life will be good. And that's how I made my decision to start the journey. Wow, that's cool. So tell me a little bit more about mentorship. Yeah. Like how, I mean, how did you engulf into that? Did you just have that one mentor or did you start finding mentors for all kinds of things? I think at the beginning, you kind of, I didn't know you could find and seek mentors. Like it didn't cross my mind, right? Like they don't teach these things in school or anything. You're kind of just, you, you take the hand that you're given. So for me, I just thought this is the best I've seen. This is what I want. And I guess I'm just going to learn and do exactly what they do. And I have a couple of key points when it comes to looking, because you can search for mentors. And I think it's the biggest cheat code in life. Um, I'm a gamer. So 
I love hacks and that type of stuff. And I'm also lazy, Bev. So <laughs> I'd rather take the shortcut that's legit, you know? Um, but there's three, if you're looking for a mentor, and I wish I knew these things, but everything happens in the right place in the right time. Number one, you have to know what you want, of course. If you don't know what you're searching for, a mentor doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But mentors are extremely important because they increase your odds of success by 500%. So the way I look at it is if you could learn something in five years, it'll take one year. And I'm just like, I'd rather do that, you know? So um, yeah, for this mentor, he just fell into my lap and he taught me everything about business and life and everything. I just did exactly what he said. When I'm with a mentor, I just copy everything. So by the time that I was with him, I talk like him, I dress like him. Like I could, I could, I could, I could fill in his words before he would finish his sentence type of thing and learned a ton. Wow. That's, um, you know, that's very important for people to know if they want to succeed because, uh, you cannot figure everything out on your own. I I always hear that. Like, I I just want to do it myself. I don't want to, you know, but you can't, like you said, it just happens a lot faster if you find someone who's already succeeded in that area. But, um, yeah, I just think it's so important to have someone to show you the ropes. And if you're lucky enough to have that person hold your hand along the way, I mean, that is just huge, very huge. And today, I mean, it's so easy. They don't even have to hold your hand. You have YouTube. True. True. <laughs> so many people dropping free nuggets out there and it's, uh, it's free. It's so incredible. It's crazy. And now it's the opposite effect. You know, before it was so hard because we came from the Asia to buy this type of material. You know, my first personal development, uh, um, a real serious personal development audio was Jim Rohn's Challenge to Succeed. Have you ever uh, heard of that one before? Bev, or mm-hmm. I heard of Jim Rohn's, but I haven't yeah. listened to that. So it was, I remember I was probably 1920 and my mentor said, man, the people that are really successful in business and life, they listen to this six CD set thing, right? CDs back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I remember it costing $50, Devin. I'm a broke college student. I barely am making any money. $50, like that was an extraordinary amount of money for me. I'm like, who would spend $50 on CDs, you know? But I eventually, you know, I I, I was coachable. So I'm like, I'm going to, figured this out. I got the 50 bucks. I bought the CD and man, I, I, I wore through those and listened to them thousands of time type of thing. And the funny part is this is you can literally look online now and find it for free. However, I think the flip side is this and in think and grow rich, Napoleon Hill talks about how free education is actually not good. And it's because those that pay, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And we're so overloaded with so much stuff right now. And I see this now because I train a ton of people, even with myself, you can get so lost in the sea of development or mentors that you never actually end up doing anything or you start something here and then you start something there and then you start something there. We never really master something. So while it's free, we have to be very careful on how we take in that information and seek knowledge, not for just learning, but seek knowledge for implementation and transformation like that. So if you have a goal and you keep to that goal and you keep on going, then it's very powerful. It should be easier, but don't, don't get lost as well too in that sea of stuff out there. Yes. Yes. That's very eye-opening to hear just because, I mean, it's just 
it's overload. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yep. like overstimulating sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's like feels good to just disconnect and just not think. But yeah. <laughs> you don't want to stay in that space for too long. Totally. What about your wife? Like how did how did you meet her? When did you guys meet? Funny story, she was my second recruit ever in my business. <laughs> uh, so uh, we didn't have a romantic relationship prior. We were partners for four years. Uh, but she was, yeah, I was learning the ropes in my business. I ran in network marketing. Usually we're taught, talk to your friends and family, kind of like opening up a restaurant. You probably talk to your friends and family first. So I did that, uh, messed it up. I, I didn't have a lot of charisma or confidence. So they all mainly said no to me. So I learned how to prospect and I learned how to connect and I learned how to invite and I learned how to edify an expert to give the information. So I did that. And Becky happened to be my second recruit ever. She was a classmate. We we're kind of acquaintances and uh, uh, women tend to crush it more in business and in network marketing than guys do. I think 77% of network marketing is female dominated right now. Really? And um, Yeah. No. Four or five, basically. Depends wow. on the industry. Financial industry tends to attract more guys, I think. But as a whole, yeah. Um, yeah, Becky came in. She crushed it. She became my top leader. And around four years later, both of us were out of other relationships and uh, eventually said, hey, we should start dating. So it worked out. I think it's so powerful when a couple can come together and have the same goals in business. Like I, yeah. I always hear stories, you know, like there's a lot of um, people who they just find the idea of working with their spouse, like horrendous. Like, I don't want to be working with you all day and then come home and you know what I mean? And we're together again, you know, like we're yeah. talking about work at home too. Yeah. But I think it's so powerful when a couple has the same goals and you can work together. Like I always like think like, man, they should make a dating app for my company. We <laughs> can find, find a spouse, you That'd know, like, good idea. I know I, that would be so powerful to find a partner in, in business, you know, yeah. that way. Cause yeah. I mean, when you have someone to be your team and you can really focus on your strengths and see how it works you can work together synergistically i mean that is just so cool and you yeah. guys have that like the two of you together you guys are a spark uh it's very very contagious the energy you guys bring and i love i love you guys you guys are awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so important you know whether it's a life partner business partner partnerships and collaboration is so key when, when Becky came into my life as a business partner and we got, when we started dating, our business tripled. Wow. <laughs> so, she's organized. I'm not. So she, she's got that down. It, yeah. it, it, it's such a blessing. Yeah. So go, let's talk about that a little bit more. The strengths, yeah. like what strengths do you bring and what strengths does Becky bring and how do you guys mesh together? In the beginning, when you have two leaders, you butt heads a lot, you know, <laughs> two strong personalities. You both, because Becky, it was interesting because Becky, in our space, I think it's kind of uncommon. She was her own field leader. She did presentations, trainings, ran her team, do everything. She did everything I did, right, in the business. And then all of a sudden, you come together and you're both doing the same thing already. And you're, it's almost like fighting. We would, one of our top, <laughs> one of our top, top um, uh, arguments was that we would literally message the same person on our team about the same thing. <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, why are you talking to them? I'm talking to them. It's like, so we had to figure these things out. But ultimately, I think in any leadership scenario, including a marriage, part, business partnership, that 
is leveraging your strengths and then of course, uh, delegating your weaknesses. Um, I am really good speaking. I am really good learning. I'm really good with teaching. Um, I love studying. I'm the nerd. Um, I'm very big picture focused. I love talking to people. I love listening. She is so good at everything else that I'm not good at. She is organized. She is meticulous. She loves spreadsheets. I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> She's blunt. I'm very kind of beat around the bush. You know, she is detail oriented and, and, and knows the numbers while my head's in the sky. Hers is on the Excel spreadsheet, you know, so um, but we have commonalities, which is our goals and mutual respect and love. So we both realize, OK, you do this. I do this. We can both do each other's things, but do as much as you can in your strength zone as much as possible. And that that ended up being way better. Yeah, that's so cool. You're very lucky that you have that with oh. her. Oh, yeah. I need to find myself a Becky because I think I'm more <laughs> like you. <laughs> Spreadsheets, no. I know. Gosh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That, yeah. Definitely. That's that's so cool. I I love that you guys are in business together. It's very exciting to watch you guys on social media doing what Thanks. you do, guys do. So. Um, I know at one point, I remember seeing you post about, you know, an in time and a period in your guys' career and your lives where you guys yeah. almost lost everything. Oh, yeah. I am going to ask you to be a little vulnerable right now. Can, can you share with us like what happened and what you guys went through? The best thing that happened in my life. The best thing that happened in my life. I think everybody needs a breakdown, a massive one, you know, and that's where you learn the most. And it's so funny because this is the, maybe I, maybe it was a, a self-fulfilled prophecy, but as we were growing our business, we were always pretty slow and steady. We grew 20, 30% a year. It was good. Everything was good. Like, you know, we had our storms, but it wasn't like groundbreaking, right? But you hear all these rags to riches stories. Mm -hmm. And I always thought to myself, well, we don't have a rag story, you know? <laughs> so it's like, all right. And you know, that happened 2017. We had a couple of changes happen in the business, um, which led to a lot of confusion. Long story short, we lost 50% of our business in one year. Uh, in our business, we're, we build and work with leaders. We had five of our top leaders, basically all of our top leaders left. And, um, you know, that was a lot, a lot of initial feelings of guilt, shame, betrayal, um, you know, like abandonment, these types of things. And at the bottom of the bottom, and our, our bills are very, very stretched. Um, we lived a luxurious lifestyle. We were stretching it. We were pushing it. By the time that we realized where we were at, we were $100,000 in consumer debt, Bev. It was, and it was this hole where it was like, I don't think we can get out. You know, like it just doesn't feel like we can climb out. And I remember the turning point came. Um, we were at this company event and it was like a leadership conference. So the top leaders, they come together, they have these meetings and stuff. We felt like absolute hypocrites there. Everyone around is their seven-figure earners, legends, you know, like known. And we just made it into this. We're the newbies, but no one knew what happened in our business. Like we were, we felt so shameful being there. We're like, we don't belong here. And outside during the break, uh, me, Becky, uh, we sat down with two of the founders of the company and we were just sharing what was going on. And I don't cry many times. But when I do, it's, it's, it's intense. And I just saw man tears 
just in front of that, I just broke down. And that night I told Becky, I'm like, I, I give up. I just, I just don't think, and I'm very optimistic, but I, I never say those words, but I actually gave up. And at that point, like God was speaking through Becky for sure. And she had just had so much grace and she had just so much peace. And she said, babe, it's, it's okay. Like, we're going to figure things out. We're going to figure things out. And that took a year or two, you know, it took time. We climbed out of that, fortunately, uh, debt-free, saving, investing, things like that. But, and learned a lot throughout that way as well too. But yeah, that there, there's definitely storms in the battle for anything great. There's always the testing before the blessing. And that was definitely a huge test. I went through a year of depression, Bev, um, barely being able to pick up my foot, you know, one in front of the other, trying to maintain a good mindset while still working with the team and stuff like that. But um, it was so much that we learned so much. Yeah. But, you know, that's hard. Like when you're down in the rut, like depression, it, it's almost like a that evil, you know, cloak that comes over you. And oh, yeah. it's so hard to like push that out when, especially if you choose to sit in it for so long. Oh, yeah. yep. I mean, that's how when people start drinking, people start, yep. you know, and uh, I just, you know, the fact that you, you guys got out and Becky, you know, that she was that, that person that you could hold on to, to yeah. not sink deeper. That's a blessing that you had her to, yeah. to be your anchor you know, so you don't sink. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what, how, what was the pivotal moment? Like while you're, you're getting out of that situation, like yeah. what changed, like, how did you change or what, you know, how did that change manifest in you to really get the momentum going? Gratitude. Gratitude was the biggest thing because prior to that, it was this feeling of like, oh my gosh, like uh, many different, like one feeling is shame. <sighs> what are people going to think of me? Man, I used to be this and now I lost it. You know, like that type of feeling or guilt. If I knew better, if I, if I was wiser, if only I like, why did I not see that coming? you know, or self-deprecation or any of these types of things, frustration, right? Um, but when I realized that, no, like the way, the way out of anything is absolute gratitude for what we are, where we are. Everything can always be worse, always. Another thing I've learned is they say that saying is um, once you hit rock bottom, that's all you can go or mm -hmm. that's when you can only go up. I, I think that's a complete lie, <laughs> complete lie. Because if anyone's ever hit rock bottom before, you can drill through that and go through the core of the earth and out the other side. Like it does not stop until the mind changes just like that. And the mm -hmm. only way to change it is gratitude. So looking at not grateful for the situation, but grateful for everything around me, grateful for what I was learning from it, grateful that, hey, everything's given freely to us. It's not ours to own or anything. We're just here as stewards of it. So what am I complaining about? You know, and there's a plan. There's a purpose for everything. God's going to guide the way. And I just realized, all right, no, like I'm, I'm complaining about the wrong thing. I'm being a little baby right here. I'm just grateful I'm here. And when that started to change and it didn't, it was not tied to a monetary thing, a, a number, a status, an accolade. It was just grateful for being and grateful for what we already had. And once that started to happen, like the numbers take time to change, 
but the mindset and the feeling are always there. And even now, Bev, I think, and that's why I just love that I was so humbled right there. I, I, I feel that's why I love coming on to this because when you feel that and you realize that you just, you just realize what you have is just a free gift and your, your, your goal in life is just to give that away to others as well too. So I don't care the numbers necessarily. I just want to share it with as many people as possible as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Gratitude. It's a choice that you have complete control over. Yeah. You know, like, and it's so hard for people to see that, you know, or to realize it, especially when you're down in the dumps, you know, mm -hmm. it's so easy to feel all the bad stuff and complain about it and, you know, share that with others, <laughs> blame yep. others. Right. Yeah. But gratitude really is, it's a choice and it's, something you have complete control over whether you know no matter what your situation and it's instant yeah. that feeling inside is instant once you focus on gratitude like it, it, everything just changes after that like you change the words that came to my mind this i don't know if someone said it but it just i started saying it is gratitude is god's frequency uh, gratitude is god's frequency and if you want to just like always be on that wavelength that's when the miracles happen in our lives, you know, everything's fine. And in the grand scheme of life, like what's, what's a hundred thousand dollars of debt to God, you know, it's like, there's nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. hundred thousand dollars in debt though. I, I, I remember having that kind of student loan debt. You know, I went to mm. university of Southern California. <laughs> oh man. Nice. That's a very, um, heavy burden to bear. Oh. Yeah, and that's how you got red curtains. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very heavy burden to bear. So I'm so happy for you. Congratulations for getting out of that. And, you know, you guys really deserve all your success. You guys are just so amazing. And you guys just, you guys bring value to others in a way where you guys bring community. That's how I feel mm. like in your guys' mm. Facebook group and everything. I feel a community there. Mm. And that's not easy to build, you know? Like you really have to be authentic in order yeah. to have that. And, yeah. and what, that's what I love about the Asian Hustle Network too, that oh, yeah. Facebook group, like so inspiring. I can spend hours just scrolling through everyone's inspirational <laughs> stories. Yeah. I've wasted, not wasted, but right. you know, I've spent like, oh gosh, I've been doing this for two hours. I have <laughs> things to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah, I just, you know, I admire you so much, you know, for everything that you've been through. And thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad if it can help you or anyone else, always happy to share. Yeah. So James, like with everything that you you've been through and everything that you have built in your career and in your life, like for those people out there who don't, you know, have a passion or don't are unaware of it, like what kind of advice can you give them? Because Pat, let's just talk about passion and yeah. the pursuit of that and how important yeah. that is. Because yep. some people are like, ah, you know. I've spoken to some people who don't have, they don't know what that is yet. And they don't right. want to feel bad for not knowing, you know, right. like they don't, but at the same time, if you don't have that passionate pursuit in life, yeah. you know, it's so easy to get stuck in that yeah. depression or whatever, you know? Yep. So like, what, what can you say to those people out there who, who's looking, who's searching, yeah. you know, yeah. any advice? What's your yeah. top five? <laughs> first question would be what do you want like what do you want 
Uh, what do you actually, actually really, really want? Not what your mom says what you want, not what your partner says what you want, not what society says that you should want, not what your past self says that you want. What do you want? The number one question, because from that, everything else falls in line. Passions fall in line, things fall in line. Because a passion, what's the purpose of it, is if you know what you want, and let's say you want to achieve that, let's say it's a financial type of goal, then we have to be able to give some type of service to other people to get what we want. And probably the best way to be able to achieve massive success is to find some type of work or service that you like to do anyway, which you can consider a passion, right? So number one is know what you want clearly. Number two, ask people around you what you think are passions or what they think your passions are. Because when you're in the frame, you can't see the pictures the same, you know? So ask them, ask your mom, ask your friends, ask the close ones. I can keep it real with you. And you're probably going to find that they're going to be able to, to really make it apparent what it is you like to do. They're going to be like, James, you love talking to people. You're like, really? Huh? Like, yeah. You know, or it's like, Bev, you're a great listener. Really? Huh? Okay. <laughs> see our gifting. We can't see ourselves, which is the funniest thing. So get some affirmation from outside from a couple of trusted sources. And then from there, start doing it. Start doing it. And it doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how small, just do that. And a passion must be developed. It, it, it becomes, if a passion is a passion, you're going to see that it's going to become like a positive feedback loop. You're going to get so much joy from it. As you start doing it, kind of take an inventory and think to yourself, can I do this all the time? Like, for example, this is what an, a passion is not. A passion is when you're looking at your watch or your, your phone, you're like, when is this going to be over? Mm -hmm. You know, a passion is when time is just gone. When you're in that flow state and you're just so it's like you're, 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 you're speaking your life song right there. Then you're on a good way right there. And then I guess number five would be just double down on whatever it is that you figure out you're really good at. Go all the way with that and see where that leads you. There's a verse that says that your gift will make room for you. Mm. And every single person in this world is uniquely shaped and designed. Every single person in this world has been gifted certain giftings. Bev, you have something that I don't have. I have something you don't have. The listeners have something that we don't have. They're different. It might not look like what you think it's going to look like, but you do have a gift. And the greatest shame in the world is not realizing what that is and then not giving that to other people because that's mm. a fulfilled, passionate life. Right. I like that you said, you know, that it brings joy. Like, how do you define passion how do you know you're passionate about something one you said like not you know looking at your watch you know and yeah but the joy like when you a lot of people don't spend enough time seeking that what excites me what brings me joy inside yep. you know you get so um lost in i don't know just being an autopilot just doing your day-to-day -day routine yeah you know but it's once you feel that 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 joy of what you're doing, it's so rewarding and it's addicting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you exactly. want to just keep doing it. And yep. you know, I found that when I started this podcast, mm. and which is 
why I keep doing it is because yep. everybody I invite to be a guest on here just fills me with so much joy. So I'm just like, yeah. I want to feel that again. So, you know, I just exactly. go out there and find more people to talk to because it's very inspiring. And I just hope that, you know, through the stories from you and, you know, all the other guests on this show that, you know, it, it can help really open up people's eyes to yeah. what, am, what makes me joyful. What, what's my passion? What am I going to go after? You know, cause yeah. it's worth it. You yep. have to, life is too short to not enjoy, have that joy all the time in life. Thousand percent. Yeah. Thousand percent. James, I want to share with my audience, you know, what I've been experiencing with you, like just yeah. your presence on social media is just very valuable. So can you share with um, the audience, you know, your socials, like where can people yeah. find you? For sure. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those platforms. So Facebook is just James C. Zhang, Z-H-E-N-G. There's a lot of A-N-Gs out there, some of the rare <laughs> E-N-Gs. Um, you can find my, my Instagram is James C. Zhang. And uh, TikTok, I think, is James C. Zhang as well, too. TikTok. I love your TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still experimenting with it. But it's, it's kind of it. I finally got one to go kind of viral a little bit. But my, viral for me, for me, at least. So it's just fascinating <laughs> to see how you can connect with people. And that's where the younger generation hangs out now, too. So yes, it's cool. So much fun to watch you on that. But um, also, you have a podcast, too. I do. Yes, it's called the Warrior Movement Podcast. So we talk about everything, mindset, business, life, personal growth, all those types of things. Um, we're 112 episodes in, I think. So wow. I just, just put all types of stuff out there. It's, uh, it's not as well put together as yours is. I just kind of <laughs> do it and put it on. Um, but definitely lots of great content. All of it's um, my life work, basically. So yes, you can get to I, know me a lot well there. Yes, you, you guys, please, you know, subscribe to his podcast. It's very, it really can set your mind in motion to getting it done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So thank you so much, James, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. And I just look forward to, you know, following you more on your, your life and your journey. And, you know, just being associated with you is such a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait. And thank you to all the listeners. You guys keep on tuning into this. Subscribe, share this with other people, guys. Bev has put something together in this podcast that is super rare. Passion, I think is the best way to put it. So yes. follow her and share this. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passion and pursuit toward happiness. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. And until next week, be passionate.